Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Have you ever wondered why people ask why? I mean, here are some why questions that, are think, that I think are worth asking. Why are there flotation devices under planes, seats, instead of parachutes? If 7-Eleven is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, why are there locks on the doors? Why do we drive on parkways and park on driveways? And why is it that when you transport something by car, it's called a shipment? But when you transport something by ship, it's called cargo. And finally, why is abbreviation such a long word? Well, today I want to deal with the question, why trust God? Quite frankly, it is always easier to tell someone else to trust God than it is for you or I to trust God. I heard about a little boy who was envying his older brother who had gotten a new bicycle. Well, he wanted a new bicycle also, so he went to his big brother and asked him, how did you get one? Well, his older brother said that he had prayed for this bicycle and that he suggested that his little brother should start praying for a new bicycle as well. Well, after giving it a little thought, he realized his older brother was a lot better at prayer than he was. So he went to the older brother and said, hey, listen, why don't you just give me your bicycle and you ask God for another one? Well, we ought to trust God for this reason. When we trust him, he guides us. I want you to understand this. God does not make Xerox copies or clones. God only makes originals. Whether you're a plumber or a preacher, an electrician or an evangelist, a mechanic or a missionary, God has a plan for you. And God wants to guide your every step. In one of the greatest passages in all the Bible, the wisest man who ever lived gives us some of the greatest advice ever heard. It is found in Proverbs chapter 3, beginning at verse 5. Here's what it says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. There's two parts to this passage. There's our part and there's God's part. Our part is trusting God. God's part is guiding. And so in this program, we're going to see how we should trust God and why we should trust God. Here's the first point. Be confident in God's power. Right? It says there in verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. The word trust in the Hebrew here literally means to lie down on or to stretch out on. Every night when you go to bed, you lie down on your mattress. You stretch out on your mattress. You pull your full weight down on your bed and you never give it a second thought to what you just did. You put you don't put one foot on the floor and, you know, hold on to the frame. No, you just lie right down. That's the same way. The same way you lie down in your bed is the same way you ought to trust God. 
But notice, you are to trust the Lord with all your heart. You've got to put your whole heart into trusting God because a half-hearted faith is basically wholehearted doubt. There is no such thing as half-hearted trust. You either trust God totally or as far as God is concerned, you don't trust him at all. Now, trust is important in any relationship. I mean, take marriage. If a wife does not totally trust her husband, then that marriage is in for some rough sailing, to say the least. Now, there's a reason why God demands total trust. And that is because God deserves nothing less. Well, think about it. His character makes it impossible for him to fool us because he cannot lie. His wisdom makes it impossible for him to fail us. He cannot make a mistake. Therefore, we should totally trust him. Partial trust is the same thing as total unbelief. If you are going to trust in God, you must do it without reservation, without hesitation, without equivocation. Furthermore, we are told Lean not on your own understanding. That's still there in verse 5. The word there for lean is the Hebrew word which literally means to support yourself by leaning on something or someone. So we are not to be guided by just what we think. Now, this does not mean that we are to be without understanding. It doesn't mean that you know, that we're to put our mind in neutral. It doesn't mean that, you know, we are not to use, you know, sanctified common sense. But it does mean that we are not to make our reasoning, our intelligence, what we think be the sole guiding principle of what it is that we do. Remember this principle. If you put human reason before holy revelation, you will be walking in darkness and not in light. Solomon even said here in verse 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. Now, there is a reason for this. The prophet Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 10 Verse 23 tells us the following. I know, Lord, that our lives are not our own and that we're not able to direct our paths. You see, <clears throat> the right thing to do may not always be the reasonable thing to do or what somebody else thinks you ought to do. See, that's why we cannot lean on our own understanding. You see, when David fought Goliath, King Saul wanted him to use a sword and a shield. But God wanted him to use a slingshot and a rock. People thought Noah was crazy. He's building a boat on dry land. I'm sure people thought Joshua was nuts when he marched around Jericho seven times. But they were confident in God's power. Point number two, 
be committed to God's purpose. Verse 6 says, In all your ways acknowledge Him. Now, did you get the emphasis of that verse? You are to acknowledge the Lord in all your ways. That means in your financial life, your social life, your recreational life, your vocational life, your marital life, you are to acknowledge God. Now, the word acknowledge literally means to recognize or to see God there. In other words, in all things, we are to be looking for God, looking for what He wants, looking for what He desires. Whether we're going to play or to pray or to work or to worship, whether we're going on a vacation or to our vocation, we are to acknowledge the Lord. Now, let me simplify this as much as I can and emphasize what this means. This simply tells us to do this. Always keep God in mind. Now, that is more than just reading your Bible. And it's more than just praying. What this means is that every moment of your life, the Lord Jesus is to be thinking through our mind, to be looking through our eyes, to be speaking through our lips, to be working through our hands, to be walking through our feet, listening through our ears, and loving through our heart. We are to acknowledge the Lord, look for the Lord, seek the Lord, and recognize the Lord in all our ways. You see, God wants to be, He wants to be in on every decision of our life. Every decision. Not just the big ones. Not just the ones that we think are the most important. But every decision. A lady once said to G. Campbell Morgan, the great English preacher, she came up to him and she said, Dr. Morgan, do you think God really cares about the little things in my life? Dr. Morgan wisely replied to the woman, Madam, do you think in your life there is anything that's big to God? You see, God wants to guide every step of your walk. He wants to guide every movement of your hand. He wants to guide every thought of your heart. He wants to guide every minute of our lives. Now, if we're going to be guided by the Lord, there can be no if, no ands, and no buts. What you need to do with your life is turn it into a contract. You know, a contract that you leave blank and you go ahead and you sign the bottom of the contract and then you give the contract and let God fill in all the details. Now, don't miss the word all in these verses. God calls for all our heart. God wants to be acknowledged in all our ways. In other words, if we trust God for everything, He will guide us in everything. We must be committed to His purpose. Point number three, we must be controlled by God's plan. 
You know, if we do our part, God will do his part, which is this. Verse 6, the last part it says, and he shall direct your paths. I want to remind you that this is a promise, but it is what we call a conditional promise. You will not be controlled by the plan of God unless you are confident in the power of God and committed to the purpose of God. Now, this obviously speaks of guidance. You know, while the world stumbles around in the dark, we are promised that we can be walking in the light. The prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 58, verse 11, look at what he says. The Lord will guide you continually and provide for you. The 32nd Psalm, verse 8, it says, I will instruct you and teach you about the direction you should go, and I'll advise you and keep my eye on you. What a tremendous promise. God will lead us. God will go before us. He will pilot the plane of our lives and make sure that it reaches safely its destination. Now, I want you to ponder this phrase for a moment. I will instruct you and teach you about the direction you should go. You see, life can only be lived on one of three levels. Level one is this. I do what I want to do. Now, sadly, that's the level where most of the world lives today. Level two is, I do what I think I ought to do. That's the level where many Christians live today. But level three, which is the highest level, is I do what God leads me to do. And that's where God wants all of us to be. Now, that is the level God wants all of us to live our life on. But that raises a question. How does God direct our path? How does God reveal his plan to us? Well, first of all, he does it through the word. Never forget this next statement. God's direction will never contradict God's instruction. Isaiah chapter 8, verses 19 and 20. When they say to you, consult the mediums and the spiritists, you whisper and mutter, should a people not consult their God? Should they consult the dead in behalf of the living? To the law and to the testimony, if they do not speak in accordance with this word, it is because they have no light. But God also speaks to us to our heart. I believe that God speaks supernaturally to the inner person. His, his spirit communicates with our inner selves. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Look at what it says. Now we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. You see, prayer is a two-way street. 
when we pray, we don't pray at God. We talk with God. We talk with Him. He talks with us. And through that, He reveals to us His will. Now, He also directs our paths through godly counsel. Proverbs 11, verse 14. Where there is no guidance, the people fall. But in an abundance of counselors, there is victory. And again, we're told in Proverbs 15, verse 22. Without consultation, plans are frustrated. But with many counselors, they succeed. You know, divine guidance oftentimes will come through a group. But only when that group itself is divinely guided. A wise man is not someone who surrounds himself with counselors. A wise man is someone who surrounds himself with wise counselors. But this verse speaks of more than just guidance. The word direct is a word that literally means to cut a highway or to clear a path. Now, this is even more exciting because let me tell you what this means. What it means is when God is leading us and we are following, the mountains will melt. The valleys will be filled. Crooked places will be straightened. Rough places will be smoothed. Doors will be opened. Walls will fall down. In other words, God will clear out every obstacle that gets in our way to get us to where he wants us to go. When we surrender, you surrender your life to Jesus Christ. When you put your total trust in him, God becomes your father. Christ becomes your shepherd. The Spirit becomes your teacher. And together, you're guided into the path that He wants you to take. Shortly after the end of World War II, a young associate pastor named Cliff and his fiancée Wilma wanted to get married. They scraped together money for a simple wedding and two tickets to a city where Cliff had been asked to hold a revival with a friend. Well, since they badly needed the money, they thought they would combine their honeymoon with this particular engagement that Cliff had been asked to this revival. Well, they got off the train at their destination, took a bus to the hotel only to discover that it had been taken over by the military to be used as a rehabilitation center. So here they are standing in an unfamiliar city with just a few dollars. Cliff and his newlywed wife had little choice but to try to hitch a ride on a nearby highway. Well, soon a car pulled over and the driver asked them where they wanted to go. Well, with a sheepish look on their face, they said... We don't know, and they explained their problem. Well, the driver was very kind and offered a suggestion. He said a few miles down the road, there was a grocery store owned by a woman that he knew. She had several empty rooms upstairs, and perhaps 
she might let them stay there. Well, the woman did rent Cliff and Wilma a room for $5 a night, and they moved in. On their first day, Wilma spent the afternoon practicing the piano, and Cliff played the trombone because he had brought it with him. The proprietor of the store, sitting downstairs in a rocking chair, began to listen to the music. When she realized that this young couple were Christians, she referred them to a friend who invited them to spend the rest of their honeymoon in his house. Several days later, the host mentioned that there was this young evangelist who was speaking at a youth rally at a nearby Christian conference center and invited the newlyweds to attend. It so happened that the regular song leader was sick that night and Cliff was asked to lead music for the service. Well, that evangelist, that turned out to be Billy Graham. And the music director, that young groom, well, that was Cliff Barrows. They met for the first time that night and a lifelong partnership was formed. Now, you don't have to be a Billy Graham or a Cliff Barrows for God to guide you and God to direct you. You simply have to trust in Him and acknowledge Him. And He promises to direct your paths. Let us pray. Our gracious God, our loving Heavenly Father, thank you for these important words that we study today, that when we rely upon you and we acknowledge you and we make you the central thing in our lives, when we do not lean on our own understanding, but when we subject our will to yours, you will direct us, you will guide us, and you will protect us. I pray that that is the reality in the lives of each and every person within the reach of my voice today. Thank you for loving us. Bless each and every person within the reach of my voice right now. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to that point in our program where we have our book offer. Each and every program, we like to offer you a resource, something that you can take and read and study and deepen your understanding of just how much God loves you and how much God wants to direct our path so that we end up exactly where he wants us. On today's program, I'd like to offer you this book. It is called Hope for Troubled Times, How to Thrive in a Shattered World. We'd love you to have this book. It is a gift from us. There is no obligation whatsoever on your part. You're never going to receive an invoice for this book. This book is made possible. These gifts are made possible through the generosity of donors. And so we'd like to send you this. So if you would like to request this book, it's very simple. Pay close attention to the information we're about to provide you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. 
You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you can order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Thank you so much for watching. Few things I want to remind you of before we go. First, our website, l4ltv.com. On the website, you will have access to every program we have ever aired. You just click on the previous programs tab and you're going to see it broken down by year and then broken down again by month. You can click on those and see all of those programs. It's a great way to refer that to your friends or your family. You know, if they've missed any of the programs and want to, get to, want to introduce them to this ministry, that's a great way to do it. There's also a tab called Archived Sermons, and we try in that to tackle some interesting topics like why do bad things happen to good people? What happens to us when we die? Who or what is 666? And so uh, there's a video presentation, and then there's a PDF lesson outline that you can download. Check that out under the Sermon Archives tab. There's also a live appearances tab, and you can see where I'll be appearing either live in person or uh, virtually, and you can check that out. And then there's a Donate Today tab, where if you feel so impressed to do so, you can make a donation. We are a charitable organization, so you will get a, a receipt for income tax purposes at the end of the year. And so if you feel so moved to do that, we can appreciate, we would, we can use the help. Every dollar that is donated goes right back into the ministry to pay for the gifts, you know, the postage, the airtime, the studio time. Uh, that, none of that comes to me in terms of salary or any kind of benefits to me and my family. Just wanted you to, to know that. Couple other things. Hey, follow me on Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. Every morning, 6.30 a.m., I put out a one-minute devotional video. Great way to start your day. Like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash L4L television. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter. Check out our SoundCloud page. There, all the programs are available in audio format that you can download and carry with you. And again, share with your friends and your family. We want to get the good news out as quickly and as broadly as possible. One last thing in the final seconds we have. Visit our missionnowcanada.com website. That is the humanitarian overseas work that we do. And uh, on there, you'll see some reports of work we've done in the past and some plans for future work. Check that out. Maybe you can join us on an upcoming trip. Maybe you can make a donation specific to some of those projects. So check that all out. Well, we are all out of time. I really enjoyed our time together. I want to thank you again for joining us. And I look forward to doing this again next time 
I hope you'll be here also. Till then, God bless you. We'll see you then.